This is Young Jeffrey of the Young Jeffrey Show. Today is a very, very tough topic for me. Today we're going to discuss mental health, mental health in my community, the black community. Things that we can do to cope with some of the mental illnesses that we may or may not have already been diagnosed with. How to spot um, some mental health illnesses within your family. Things that you know, mental health can impact in your life more than you probably even realize. So all things mental health um, will be discussed. I would say that most people battle with uh, anxiety. It may not be extreme anxiety. It may not be, you know, require medication, you know. But I feel that everybody goes through different seasons in their life where they're battling with some form of anxiety, whether it be social, you know, or what have you. That may require some type of outlet, some type of talk therapy, some type of I need a listening ear right now to get off, get this off my chest. Because one thing about it, um, you, nobody has all the answers, Right. So we're always in a constant state of uh, evolution as a person. You're always in a constant state of growth. And if you're not, then you're pretty much dead. Because as you grow older, you're supposed to grow spiritually. You're supposed to grow mentally. Physically, you're supposed to you know, become more and more advanced and more polished. Some people, they get in a mode of deterioration quicker than they probably should. And that's both mentally and physically. And they get detached from those original principles of mind, body, and spirit growing exponentially every year with compound interest. As opposed to, you know, not caring. As opposed to not trying to add value to their lives as time passes um, to get better. Uh, Mental health is very, very, very vital to any sort of success in life. Uh, And I'm not talking about success monetarily. I'm talking about having a successful, healthy relationship with your family, a successful, healthy relationship with your spouse, successful, healthy relationship with yourself. See, mental health affects you from the inside out. And it's, it's the only true reflection that reminds you who you are every day. You can be successful, have all the money, have all the assets, have all these great things going for you, have an amazing job, be very good looking. But if you're not mentally healthy, none of that will matter. None of that will truly manifest in a way that would allow you to see the value in yourself because you'll never feel like you have enough. You never feel like you are enough. You'll never believe in your abilities. You'll never ever see the direction. You'll never see the substance in your life. You'll just always see what you don't have. You always see what you can't do and you always see how you can't look. You always see that you can't have a great relationship or that These are things that you're doing wrong or I'm failing or I'm doing some things that I shouldn't be doing 
or things happen in my past that I can't get over. I'm experiencing trauma. You'll see everything that's negative, everything that can have a negative connotation, You it will be in the front, forefront of your life at that time if you're not mentally healthy. See, when these dark clouds come over you as a mentally unhealthy person, you get to a very, very, very dark space. And that space is usually filled with you searching for answers. In 2015, I was working at a place where there were therapists. There were nighttime therapists. I was working third shift. There were nighttime therapists that um, had an open door policy for employees. Um, Cause I was working in a, um, basically a psychiatric residential treatment facility for patients that were mentally unhealthy. And so I had to, we had to deal with a lot of traumatic patients, a lot of patients who suffer from schizophrenia and other mental illnesses that require medication, talk therapy, and a place for them to sleep because it was a residential facility. So everything had to be monitored. Everything had to be scheduled. There had to be lots and lots of discipline and consistency within the structure. So that was open door policy for the employees because you're dealing with so much night in and night out. Um, one night I got so, um, filled up. I got, so I was such in a dark space that I decided to take advantage of going and seeing one of the therapists. And that was the first time I ever got introduced to therapy. Um, I walked in and I sat down and she was shocked. Um, it was a white lady. She was shocked. Uh, and I could tell that she was shocked. Uh, I could tell she was shocked because of the way she looked at me and the way that she was speaking to me out of so much excitement that she had the opportunity to speak to someone new. Um, not just a new person, but a black person. A black person who is open and willing to bring so many things out of their closet and unveil some and reveal so many things about themselves and work through them and treat them in a way that is so so vulnerable. So when I sat down, I started talking. I started telling her everything I was going through, you know, just everything. My finances. Uh up until that point I was struggling to find a job out of school. I was, you know, not having successful relationships at that time. I always found a way to blame myself as to why things weren't happening according to the timeline that I had in my head. I was 22, going on 23. Um, and I just had this really, really, really uh, big realization in my life. I was out of shape. I was working third shift, doing something that I didn't necessarily love at the time. My schedule was crazy. I was either asleep or at work. Um, my really, I, at that time, I didn't meet my wife yet, so it was, it was dark. It was dark. So when I sat down. I started getting into these things so quickly. She could tell that I had been thinking about all of this. Um for a very long time. So one of the first thing I said was, 
how many black people do you talk to? She said, you're the first um, black, or she said African-American. She said, you're the first African-American that's utilized this open door policy at this job in over two years. So I went in there, I sat down, and we started discussing the stigma of mental health uh, in black families and in my family. I told her that um, the first time I ever brought up mental health, I said, you know what, maybe I need to see a therapist. And my uncle looked at me and said, you're not crazy. I know you're not crazy. So why would you go talk to a therapist and waste your money? So ever since from that was in high school. So ever since then, I always looked at therapy as like, you're crazy. You you need medication. You need a straight jacket. You know, it was just very, very misinformed way of thinking. And so I was telling her all these things and she just looked so amazed and she just looked so proud that I was just saying all these things about myself and saying all these things about my family um, and why uh, I was in the current position that I was at that time. And um, one of the first things she ever told me was when you get hurt or if you feel sick, what do you do? I told her, usually I just go to my primary doctor or urgent care or something like that. She said, yes, you go and you try to treat the issue. She said, how come you can treat your physical health, but it's somehow wrong or you're somehow crazy if you don't treat your mental health? And I thought about it for a long time. And I said, I started thinking to myself, why is it such an issue to treat mental health in our community? And I got, I came to one realization. Us as African-Americans, we're very, very, very broken people. You know, when I'm on social media, I just see so many broken souls. So many people that are lost so many people that don't have the answers and not saying that we all know everything, but so many people that not only don't know the answers, but they're not trying to learn more. They're not trying to become more because deep down inside, they don't really, really believe that they can have more. Um, and that leads to a broken uh, habit system, which ultimately leads to a broken life. So, the way we manage our money has been detrimental. The way we manage, the way we look at ourselves and our our own people, our own kind, we're not kind to our own kind. We don't believe in our own kind. We don't believe in our brothers and sisters from a business standpoint, but also from a life standpoint. We compete with each other, and it's just all stemming from this traumatic disbelief in ourselves and in our culture and the way we treat ourselves and the way we treat each other is a direct reflection of how we ultimately feel about ourselves. You know, most people who are positive, most people 
who always have great energy. Those are usually people who believe in themselves and love the direction of their life and love the substance that they've acquired up until that point. And they give off those vibrations based on how they ultimately feel about their soul, about how they ultimately think is framed around how they feel about themselves. So if you give off negative energy, bad vibes, that's usually stemming from the fact that you don't have the answers, so you're misinformed. You aren't trying to learn. You're not in a state of growth, right? And you don't ultimately believe in yourself, and you don't ultimately love yourself in the direction that you're going in your life. So bad vibes and bad energy and negativity is a direct reflection of how you feel about you, you know? And I had to come to that realization that a lot of people are broken because their habit system is broken. And their experiences leading up to that point have been traumatic. And they've been lost because of it. A lot of people don't know how to deal with the issues in their life. A lot of people don't know step one to getting out of debt. A lot of people don't know step one to going and talking to a therapist and dealing with the fact that they struggle in relationships. A lot of people don't know who to talk to when they're struggling with their weight and their self and their self image and how they feel about themselves. A lot of people just don't have those answers. And a lot of people aren't looking for those answers because they don't want to deal with what may come with those answers. They don't want to face it. They don't want to treat the issue. They want to mask the issue. They want to mask the issue with things that can distract them from having to feel that way and look at themselves to actually make a change. A metaphor for that would be me in 2015. Working third shift, constantly gaining weight, constantly gaining weight. Couldn't fit into my clothes, working third shift, eating McDonald's every night. I used to take a shower with the lights off because my bathroom has a mirror in it. And I didn't want to see myself in the mirror, so I figured I'd take a shower with the lights off, put the towel on the toilet, and when I get out, I can just dry off and then go to sleep. That's how much I hated my body. That's how I felt about me. You know, so... What does that signify? That signifies that I turned off the lights because I didn't want to face the image in the mirror. And it's the same thing with my mental health. Me talking to a therapist, I thought I would be looked at as I'm crazy. I thought I would be looked at as people think that they can't trust me. They don't want to be around me because I'm, I'm crazy. I'm psycho. I'm cuckoo. But really, it's me trying to treat the issue. Me is having an outlet so that I don't explode internally. Me getting things off my chest so that I can better deal with situations happening in my life. I can get better strategies. I can get a better game plan. Because that's all life is. Life is you having a game plan of decisions. And you hope that you're making good decisions that can set you up for a more successful and healthy lifestyle. That's all it is. Your body... Your mind, your soul wants to be comfortable, naturally. But all the growth happens 
outside of your comfort zone. So you have to get uncomfortable to make a change. You have to get uncomfortable to treat the issue. I can be comfortable and just smoke and drink lots of liquor to not have to deal with my issues. I could do that. I could not see a therapist. I could just drink every night, smoke a whole lot of weed, not have to think about what makes me sad, not have to think about what stresses me out, not have to think about finances, not have to think about relationships, not have to think about the fact that I'm not where I want to be in my life. I could mask that feeling. I can distract that feeling and distract that progress by stunning my growth and abusing substances because I don't want to deal with what's really going on. Most of us don't want to deal with what's really going on, what's really in your closet. In my closet, I had negative body image issues. Right? I had, how am I going to get money? How am I going to manage the money that I have? How am I going to get a job that I actually like? How's, how am I going to get closer to my family? Family's not that close. You know? Family's just not that close. Family talks about each other. Family competes with each other. Family goes to church to sit around and judge everybody that walks through the door. Church is one of the first times I actually knew that I had anxiety. An extreme case of anxiety. I used to hate walking in church because when I walked in church, everybody would turn around. And those eyes just staring at me walking in church was one of the scariest feelings ever. I used to hate when I had to, when I was late for school and I had to walk in class late with a pass and go to my seat. Cause when I walk in, everybody stares at you when you walk into your seat. Anytime I walk into a room last, I literally feel like I'm about to lose it. Like I just can't do it. Any, anytime I have to go somewhere where it's gonna be a lot of people potentially looking at me, I'd rather just not go. And a lot of people look at me and they're like, but you're so social and I'm not that social. Like most of the time I'm at home and you can find me at home. You know, if I go out to a club or a lounge or anywhere where it's going to be a lot of people, I will literally just be at, you know, against the wall looking at everybody. If you happen to walk past me, I'll dap you up. And I'm trying to find a way to exit. That's how bad it is. I don't like going to the grocery store if it's packed. I don't like standing in lines because it gives me really, really, really bad anxiety to wait in line. It's bad. But ways that I deal with it is I face it. Every now and again, I still have to I still have to go to public places. I have to face people. I have to engage with people. I have to talk. I have to speak. I have to I, I utilize talk therapy. Once I, I found out that your insurance can cover so much of your therapy sessions and I got that information and locked it in. I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to therapy now. And I go to therapy every Thursday. And when I go to therapy, I talk about these things. 
You know, I talk about how I felt when I was standing in line at Publix. I talk about how I felt when I walked in church the last Sunday. You know, I talk about ways that I can better express myself to my wife. I talk about those things because we as men, especially black men, we try to be so strong that we're weak. We are battling multiple wars every single day. When you walk into your, your establishment that you work at, you're looked at a certain way and you have to be a certain way in order to stay there. You go to the gym, you go to the doctor's office, you see cops in public. There's so many wars going on outside of your home. And then you come home with five, six scars every single day. And now you got a wife. And your wife got to help you unpack all five or six experiences just so that you can be whole for her. See, the thing about that is none of that would be possible if you didn't examine your life, if you didn't unpack your life, if you didn't examine what makes you sad, what makes you down, if you didn't examine ways that you can cope, ways that make you feel good. Because one thing about life, you're never sitting on a gate or a fence in life. You got, you're either going forward or you're going backwards. You're either going up or you're going down. There is no such thing as being stationary. Reason why? Because you're getting older as we speak. So you're either stimulating or you're deteriorating. If you internalize and you don't treat your issues mentally, I don't care what you have externally. I don't care how you look externally. I don't care about any of the things you have going for yourself. If you don't find ways to cope, if you don't find ways to treat the real issues and what's really going on, and I mean the way you think, and I mean how you engage with people, how you engage with yourself, what are you saying to yourself? Do you believe in yourself? How do you feel about yourself? If you're not dealing with that and that's not healthy, nothing else matters. Nothing matters. K Spade, multimillionaire, killed herself dead. Robin Williams killed himself dead. One of the most successful comedians of all time, filthy rich, doesn't matter. Killed himself dead. Why? Because he had issues internally. Dead. Michael Jackson. Self-destruction. Dead. So it makes you ask yourself. How mentally healthy are you? How do I deal when I don't feel like I have the answers? How do I deal when I feel like I'm broken? Because I've been there. I've been there. I've been broken, absolutely broken, no money, no self-confidence, no love for myself, no answers, dark space, and I'm still here. 
because I decided that I'm going to attack what I'm scared of and I'm going to treat the issue and find solutions for myself so that I can be healthy across the board. You're either stimulating or you're deteriorating. Some people deal with things different ways. Talk therapy, medication, herbs, exercise. They change their diet. They engage in passion projects. They find what they really love. They start reading books. They start forming organizations. They get new hobbies. Whatever it takes, find out what it's going to take for yourself. For me, it was working out. For me, it was reading books, learning new things. I love YouTube. I love finding out new information. I love sports. I love getting together with my friends and talking to them. And like I said, therapy has been everything for me. You know, finding new ways to manage my money. Finding new ways to enjoy my work. Whatever it takes. You have to find it in yourself to want to make a change. You have to find it in yourself to treat yourself better. And become mentally healthy. Because that's the most important. You know that money money alone is not the answer. Assets alone is not the answer. The way you dress is not the answer. How much status you have is not the answer. All you need in life to be healthy and to feel great is love and support. And self-respect. Love, support, and self-respect. How do you view you? How do you feel about you? Do you respect you? And do you believe in you? What do you expect from your own life? What are you doing every day to get closer to what you say that you want for yourself? What are you doing every day to treat what's really going on? Are you the one that's turning off the lights when you take a shower? Are you the one that can't be around people? Are you the one that doesn't know how to speak to people? How to talk, how to engage, how to build relationships, how to stay in relationships? Are you the person where it's always somebody else's fault? Are you accountable for you and what you do, your actions? Are you the one that can't get along with your family? Are you the one that's always got a new set of friends? Are you the one that's always broke? Are you the one that's stubborn, that fears change, that can't grow, that's always trying to stay in the same spot and ultimately deteriorating? Are you negative? Are you negative? Do you have bad energy? Do people want to be around you? Do people not want to be around you? And ultimately, do you love you? Do you believe in yourself? Do you believe in your ideas? Do you think that you have what it takes to love you and give yourself another chance? To treat the issues and advance yourself. Mental health.
getting a grasp on my mental health is a battle every single day. There's days where I feel like I'm just hopeless. There's days where I feel like I don't have any answers. There's days where I feel absolutely at my lowest point ever in life. Yes, I've contemplated suicide before. Yes, I've tried to buy guns and ammunition. Yes, I've been in a place where I feel like if I just killed myself right now, I don't have to deal with nothing no more. But what does that look like for my family? What does that look like for my wife? What does it look like for my kid that's on the way? What does that look like for everybody that loves me? What does that look like for God? Would God want me to kill myself? My mom want me to kill myself? My friends? Everybody that finds value in what I say, what I do? How selfish of it would it be? How selfish of me would it be? I think about everything. I think about everything when I'm in that moment. I think about why. Why am I here in this space? What drove me to feel this way? How do I get myself out of this? And ultimately it comes down to I have to change the expectation that I have for me and get a new game plan to make better decisions with my life. Because true success is believing in me and believing that I can have better for me. That's all. So you have to be very, very patient with yourself and the people around you because there's a lot of people in your family. There's a lot of your friends who are dealing with mental illnesses. Most of them go undiagnosed. There is no way that you so, 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 so happy at two o'clock and at six o'clock you're devastated over things that you inflicted on yourself internally. Nothing happened, nothing. You're just a totally different person. And you feel the complete opposite of what you felt earlier. That's an issue. The angst that you feel in certain situations is not normal. It's not normal. Stop normalizing that behavior. Stop making excuses for why you can't be treated. Stop making excuses for why you can't talk to somebody. Mental health matters just as much as physical health, emotional health, spiritual health. It's so important. A lot of people think being healthy just means I'm eating chicken and broccoli every night and I'm working out three, four days a week and I got a six pack. I'm healthy. What about how you feel about yourself? What about how you approach situations? What about the decisions that you make? What about the predicaments that you put yourself in? Look around your family. How do they attack situations? How do they feel? How do they feel about them? How are they in their relationships? Are they successful? Do they feel good? Are they happy? Do they have positive energy? 
Do they love God? Do they love themselves? Mental health is very, very vital to any type of positive advancement and success in your life, period. Because you cannot be successful if you don't believe and love you. I love all of you guys. Um, there's going to be some people that listen to this that are battling with mental battles every day. That are battling with that interfight going on in their gut. With the confusion or disgust or the innocence or the ignorance that conscience the external factors people telling them one thing them believing another bad expectations for themselves and for others unhappiness brokenness so many things going on inside of them and they don't know where to start the first step is acknowledgement second step is course of action Attack the issue. Head on. Attack it. Mental health matters. Mental health matters.